There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Turning to entertainment news. Julia Show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. We'll have tickets to give away to see the new show at History Theater called Gloria the Life. It's about Gloria Steinem. We'll let you know when to call into Windows. Uh, Steph March is in for Julia today. So if Steph March is here, that means we talk food. (laughs) Talk foods. We talk restaurants. And deliciousness. Yeah. What's uh what's on your bucket list? What's on the bucket list? Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit. Let's start off with the bummers and then we'll move to the good stuff. Okay. The bummers are there's a couple things closing or have closed. And uh, one of them is, uh, well, 7th Street Social, which is down on West 7th, mm-hmm. Little Supper Club. That's closing at the end of the month, September 29th. Kind of sad. Um, Chicago Taste Authority, you know, which had the Mickey's Diner kind of thing yes. over in uh, on the same block. They're That's closing? closing as well, Jeez. if they have not already closed already. And then the big one that came out last night is kind of sad. Pizza Nia in Northeast Minneapolis, kind of across from Certix. Mm-hmm. You know, they were one of the pioneers of, you know, the sort flag. of Neapolitan yes, type pizza. Yes. And Mike Sherwood, who is an outspoken individual on social media mm-hmm. and an advocate for inclusion and, you know, mm-hmm. um, people's rights, has unfortunately, he they're just, it's 17 years, they're hanging up shop. Yeah. Yep. It's just time they're done. All so, right. A little sad for that, but you know, on the other side of things, there's a lot of things coming, and that's kind of, you know, the interesting thing that's happening. Of course, we talked about the Rosedale, you know, the the potluck, potluck. food hall, which has got a lot of things popping. Jason's going to become a biscuit. He's going to run a biscuit empire. He's by going to be the a biscuit queen. I know, don't you think? He'll surpass Ryan Seacrest because Ryan doesn't have any kind of a no. He doesn't have a restaurant. No, he no. doesn't. Shocking. He, has he doesn't have. No. Wow. Huh. Okay, well, yeah, get on that. I mean, seriously. Um, but then there's something new is coming to the North Loop. There's a new distillery coming to the North Loop, which is going to be called Stillheart Distillery and Cocktail Lounge. Um, it's the first woman-owned distillery in the North Loop. And it's, um, have you ever been to Lawless Distilling, which is a cute little distillery in Seward? They do the Christmas bar every year. Oh, yeah, Remember yeah. the Miracle? So Lawless does this Christmas bar every year. They deck out the entire place and it turns into, I mean, for like, I think from Thanksgiving onward, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, but their owner, they, they kind of, sh- the, one of the owners of that, she split, she sold her ownership in that so that she could open another one. Cause you can't have ownership in two oh, is separate that right? ones. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of laws. What do you serve at a distillery? It's just your spirits. Like you distill 
liquor. That's, that's and that's it. what you serve. Yep. And you have to, the way that it works in Minnesota is if you're a distillery, like you are making your own spirits, mm-hmm. you can only serve your own spirits. So you, like in other states, I've, you know, I've gone to distillery tap rooms into other states mm-hmm. and our cocktail rooms and it's like they can serve you other things alongside of it. But here, if you're making, you know, gin and vodka and bourbon, that's the, that's then, what you that's serve. That's what you serve. Okay, you don't it. get, okay. now you can serve non-alcoholic mixer kind of things in there but anything that's a liqueur or like a vermouth that also you have to make you can't just oh, buy it good grief so that's wow. why tattersall distillery which is in the northeast if you've ever been there is a very complete cocktail room and a cocktail list because they have worked really hard to make elixirs and you know little spirits and like besides bitters which are technically alcoholic you mm-hmm. know bitters and tonics and all that stuff they work to make those so oh that your God. drinks are better but yeah it's hard because that's what that's the weird arcade Does anyone open the moonshine cafe up yet? not yet but get on it Ross. i know well this one name. this yeah that is you should actually you should actually write that down cafe. hey y'all <laughs> yeah Jason's biscuits yes, at the moonshine mason jars and with pawpaw. Get some ribs going and some yeah. cornbread. No, that might take away from the biscuits. Right, right. No kidding. Um, this Stillheart Distillery is the one thing that they're doing is they are not gonna they're gonna make all these spirits, these you know these liqueurs and liquors, but they're not gonna sell them. They're not gonna bottle them. They're only gonna make them just for the bar program. So that'll be kind of interesting too. Um, they just, might change their mind, right? I know. Well, and they they have they have that leeway because yeah. it be it would be a small production, but their whole point is they're is not, that going to be the new thing now? Well, think about it; it's kind of a flip of the way the, the traditional breweries. bar goes. Yeah, yeah, but it feels like a brewery, you know, like mm-hmm. the way they do that. But then, um, you know, the whole idea is that it's like. It, like distilleries had cocktail rooms to be a showroom so that you could see what their spirits were like and then you'd go buy them and they're saying nope just come here and drink it yeah but what they're saying the kirsten who is the woman who's uh opening this she said it focuses on the quality of the spirit to be able to then use it in the cocktails and we can focus on how it's being used and have people experience it that way are they fancier prices at a distillery um they're usually <laughs> cheaper oh really yeah they're okay. usually a cheaper drink you okay. know than Cut normal the middleman yeah, because it yeah. oh, it's I like, see. you know, it's made right on site. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have all the distribution okay, and shipping so and everything. Potatoes become vodka. Yeah. <laughs> um, so much becomes vodka. Ju- grains. Grains. Everything, yeah. Okay. And then what's gin? Is it juniper berries or what is it? Gin is, yeah, gin is botanicals. Like it's distilled botanicals. So it's like, it's a ton of like herbs okay. and, you know, things like that. that Donnie, are did you know what's rum? Rum is sugarcane. Okay. Is, okay, and I then, knew that one. Yeah, and, and then the whiskey. One. Whiskey is basically grain. You grain, know, it's either yep. corn mm-hmm. or wheat or mm-hmm. rye. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then tequila, you know, is the agave. Agave. agave yeah. Right. Okay. I know. And moonshine is made out of what? Is grain. It moonshine. Is grain. Yeah. I mean, whiskey starts as moonshine, and yeah, all whiskey. And it's grain alcohol. Yeah, it's yeah. grain alcohol. Yeah. But then all whiskey, you know, starts as beer. Oh. <laughs> I knew somebody who used to drink grain and seven. What? That was an, that was actual, an actual drink, drink? at oh Tommy God. Burns Bar in Superior, <laughs> Wisconsin. Whoa. Yeah, I'm a grain and seven. I'd be whoa, That'll knock you off your I'll feet. Bla- I'll have something <laughs> yeah. blackout to and drink. Also, not yeah. tasty. <laughs> not. Whoa. I mean, grain alcohol straight up is just lighter fluid. Yeah, I've yeah. never had yeah. it. Yeah. I know. So, yeah. so that's opening. We've got that going on. 
Um, there's a couple other little things that are kind of popping up. We have, we can look forward to, um, there is, so do you remember Red Savoy's pizza? Yeah. You know, in the yes. big, the bar in St. Paul. Yeah. yeah over, Did you love that? Love yes. that place. Right. And it closed, yeah. you know, and they closed it out. They moved it. What's coming. The concept is coming back down, downtown. The same owners. You know, here's the deal. It all started with that Red Savoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they franchised Franchise. it and it became kind of a chain. Yeah. And there's a lot of franchising and mm-hmm. chain action right now. Um, but so those people, I don't think it's the original owners cause that was the family, you know, mm, I think right. it's, but they're bringing it to the old right. Tim Hortons. Right. I mean, like yeah. at least there will be red Savoy's recipes, downtown. pizza downtown again. Good. So downtown that's what we Saint got. Paul. All right. right. We love it. It is time for us to go to, we've got some random thoughts. We've got to discuss this Halloween costume Ooh. that Donnie posted. Is it a do or is it a don't or is it a must? You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. That's all it is, kids. Yep. That's all it is. It's just random. Who's going first? Anyone? What? Donnie? Uh, you De- got it. I give them all to you. Oh. All right, then let's start. <laughs> then let's start with me. I guess and the, we'd have to. And okay. the sexy Mr. Rogers costume that you posted <sighs> for us. Well, it's on sale for Halloween. That's right, it is. And I don't see where Mr. Rogers comes into play. It basically <clears throat> well, yeah. Is it's it? A, oh, it's a it's, sexy Halloween oh. costume involving a crop top with a zipper, tiny booty shorts, <laughs> a neck thing so with f- a tie, and anklet socks. It's, it's, um, it's Mrs. Rogers. Yeah, it costs sixty dollars, <laughs> and uh, that detached collar and tie and high waisted gray pants and red V neck sweater that looks like it would barely cover a thigh, let alone a chest. <laughs> I don't. No one would ever. Ever in a million years, guess you were Mr. Rogers no. unless you went with you the guy. You would look like a teacher, or like, or I don't know what that is actually. You look like yeah. the, the Playboy Bunny yeah, version, version of, of the teacher. Yeah, yeah. 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 guys don't care. No, yeah, yeah. no. Don't care. Who are you supposed to be? I don't care. Who Doesn't you're matter. To be. I'm just no. looking at you. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your most epic Halloween costume? <sighs> Did you have? Like yeah, a- I'm trying to think. I used to do. Oh God! Oh, the thing is, I the last bunch of years I've been making my kid into the most epic Halloween oh, thing. Yeah, Jake has sort of become a better project than anything I could come up with. So my favorite was the year that it was a he went to a neighborhood party, you know, and I think he was like eleven or twelve, mm-hmm. and he was um, he was uh, it was a theme party of the neighborhood. It was, they did a Star Wars thing. Oh, fun! So I made Jake a dead tauntaun, and I oh <laughs> my a gosh. dead tauntaun. You know the thing that they ride in Empire Strikes Back? Oh, you know, okay, and they yeah. tuck Luke Skywalker in. So I, I basically had like a, a gray kind of outfit on and I, I we kind of put like intestines, like bo- white balloons, right. like long oh white balloons coming God. out of his what middle. Great- and for the group photo, he just laid on the ground. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it was great. Oh, my God. And he was Colonel Sanders one year. That was when oh, he, that's a good one. When that he a was, good one. When he was like seven i think he was colonel sanders and we just spray painted his hair right and his uh his his like candy collection was a bucket for chicken yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's very very cute good okay so you guys uh the client the u.s youth climate strike is tomorrow yes kids all all around the world are taking place in this and did you guys know that uh one of the co-founders and co-executive directors of the youth Climate strike is from Minneapolis. No, 
Yes, her name is uh, Isra Hersey. She's a 16-year-old. And uh, she is a, she describes herself as, she's Somalian. I'm a black Muslim woman in the environmental justice movement, and I'm 16 years old. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, so she is uh, one of the people that is uh, part of that and just like that, People are, we're all affected by this and yep. kids are so stressed out mm-hmm. about. They're very stressed very, out. Yeah, that yeah. was in the paper yesterday, the day before that. Well, and yeah. we saw that in yeah. Big Little Lies yeah. with uh, Laura Dern's character's mm-hmm. daughter, yeah. who's like seven, having just a meltdown about it. So anyway, um, I I don't know if there's specifically a gathering uh, it's a yeah, it's a walkout. It's it, a walkout. Like yeah. you're like yes. kids are walking out of school, and uh, there's and you know and of course Greta Thunberg, the 16 year old, you know, oh, from Sweden, from yes. Sweden, yeah, who sailed across the Atlantic with uh, a crew. Yeah, yeah, she's an amazing human. And this uh, somebody on Twitter had mentioned, you know, those commenting on Greta Thunberg would be do well to remember that Joan of Arc led an army. That's Jane right. Austen wrote her first work, Sojourner Truth, Escape Slavery, and Frank kept her journal, and Malala won the Nobel Prize at the same age. Yeah, oh, it's tomorrow at Minneapolis City Hall. Yeah. Is where people the gather, are gathering. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's what is going on, and I say yay. Good for I the, say yay. Make yay, it happen. Yay, good for the kids. Yeah. Now, would you have liked this, Stephanie? Um, uh, you remember maternity clothes, don't you? <laughs> yes, I have. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So mm-hmm. Reebok has launched a brand new maternity collection so that uh, it's for, you know, workout mm-hmm. wear. And the collection uh, is designed to flex and grow with your body so you don't have to keep buying new workout gear as your bump gets uh, bigger. Bigger. Now, do we believe that? Well, no. Well, here's what <laughs> no. it is. Is that a no? I don't think so. Because yeah. it's going to stretch out if it's got any give. Here's uh, here's Reebok's range includes the Lux Maternity Tight made with an extended waistband, the seamless uh, or the soft nylon spandex material. But I don't get how you can buy a two X small and it's going to grow with yeah. you. It's going to there's no way it's to we, me. They would it not be tight enough in the beginning, you know, and then if it grows, it's going to be. It's going to be too loose. We're going to need some moms to test yeah. this before we yeah. buy. Yeah. We, we believe that the the spandex and lycra will stretch all the way out to that bump. Huh? I wouldn't know. That's why I got to ask you. <laughs> I mean, I, I just really feel wouldn't. like, yeah. I mean, and it depends. Obviously, everybody's got a different. You know, some go high, some go low, and but I just remember feeling like, you know, there's no. One thing that yeah. will go with you all the no way, way from one end of the pregnancy to the no beginning. Way. Okay. No way. All right. So these are, this is from um, uh, a university of technology in a country I can't pronounce, okay. but they've done some analogies. <laughs> Can you spell it? <laughs> no. Okay. And they've come up- this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
with uh, uh, they had some time on their hands. The most dangerous songs to uh, drive to. Oh, oh, because okay. it revs you up or what? Well, no. I'm going to guess based on what I do when a really good song comes on. If You've got to be careful of your drumming. Yes. Your dancing. Yes. On the Keeping pedal. both hands yes. on the yeah. wheel. Okay, yeah. okay. All right, so here's Born like to this. Run is number five. Okay. I guess you could drum and... Yeah, maybe, maybe, that, maybe that also makes you like drive faster, Born to Run. Mr. Brightside, The Killers. Oh. oh. That was my one nephew's. That was his number one car song. Yeah. And then we all had to play drums, guitar. Yeah. And guitar. Yep, yep, yep. I was the driver and I was the drummer. I was setting a terrible example. <laughs> Hard to do both, that is a great song. Yep. Party in the USA, Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Be careful. Because you put your hands up and then you're not hands <laughs> yeah, on the wheel. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And then American Idiot Green Day, they said, is the most dangerous <laughs> song to drive to. Oh my God. Now the safest songs. <laughs> Anything by Karen Carpenter. No, no, that didn't even make the list. Oh. Uh, Africa by Toto. Oh. <laughs> God's Plan by Drake. Oh. Location by Khalid. Okay. Khalid. Khalid. Uh, Under the Bridge, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and last but not least, Stairway to, to Heaven. Heaven. I think those, I think Stairway particularly would make you fall asleep. You know, and like, well, until well you could keep off. singing, going. and I yeah. guess you could keep your concert. Seven minutes. Long. I'm like, where's Seven, American that's a, Pie? Where's oh, American Pie? That's a good one. Come on, that's Come a good on. car song. That's a great car yeah. song because you can sing it yeah. all the way through, and everybody's exhilarated yes. at the end. Like any of the Jayhawks, where you have, if you can have people who are in the car with you who can harmonize, the Jayhawks yeah. is the best. But who knows all the words? Okay, well, me and my nerd children, oh, okay. I guess. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, yeah. all right. Yeah. Okay, here are the skills that parents fear their kids won't have. This is a survey of a thousand parents who identified uh, the skills that they are very afraid their children will not have when they are older. Yeah. So maybe parents are going to have to stop being... Now the new word is helicopters been replaced by bulldozer parents. Oh. Thanks to Felicity Huffman and yep, all the people I, yeah, charged. I've heard the term. Bulldozing all yeah. obstacles out of their way to give their kid the perfect life, even though they're going to have to have their own life. Yeah. One day. Oh, gross. How long can you bulldoze? Anyway, here it is. Okay, parents are worried their kids won't ever figure out how to pay bills. <laughs> how to save money. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fifth of parents said they're very concerned their child will never learn how to deal with a broken heart. <sighs> I mean, this is a, that's a rite of passage. Yes. Right, but they also are so scared to let them be in pain. Yeah, how I to know. budget, and 30% are worried their kids won't have the skills to deal with stressful, tough situations. Stop let them bulldozing! Do it. Stop helicoptering! Let them do it! Suffer! Suffer! That was like... My kids have suffered. I'll just yeah. say that. All right. <laughs> Seems kind of I'm dumb. sure they know it. They right. do. Listen, Donnie's going to update us on the traffic, and then we're, when we come back, we all watched a show yes. last night. Yes. We- Be afraid. <laughs> Donnie, that's so funny. Oh, why are we playing that? Okay, so <laughs> I was at Downton Abbey last night, so I stayed on Twitter. Home. No, I stayed oh. off Twitter because okay. I didn't want to yeah. see what was yeah. happening with American Horror Story 1984. Right. Came back on FX last night, so I thought, that's okay. Based on the trailers, 
I want to watch this. Yeah. In the daytime. Yeah. Oh, you did. And I watched it late last night. You watched night. it late last night. I, I watched it live. Yeah. Yeah. At night. Well, last night. Live. Yes. Okay. Night, you watched at it live. Nine o'clock. Yes. Okay. So when I'm watching it this morning, then I want to hear. I yeah. mean, yeah. Casey comes running up the stairs. Why? Because he heard me screaming. <laughs> yeah, you did. You I, did. I'm and I come up and he goes, "What? What?" And I'm ironing yeah. one of his Hawaiian shirts, <laughs> watching this show, screaming out loud. And he's like, "What the hell are you doing?" I said, "This is the scariest show. I I I think this has been the best American horror story." Since Coven. But do you think... I loved Coven, too, P.S. Um, yeah. Don't you think that it has, has something to do with the fact that we... It's 1984. Well, and we grew up on these slasher films in yes. the camp. Like, yep, there's something inside me that was like, this seems Worst really fear. familiar. Yeah. And then I was like, I was more scared because of it, I think. Because, like, some of the other one, you know, scary like the, things... Because it's kind of adjacent. Then they did the thing right from Halloween oh. where the doctor pulls up yes. in the asylum, asylum and everybody... It's right. Michael Myers has escaped. I mean, they're doing <laughs> all these blatant odes you know the camp the yeah i mean the whole thing yeah camp jason and halloween yeah yeah and i just thought it was great i know i really liked it i liked and then the slasher too like or the night stalker whatever like we don't even know necessarily how that's gonna play but like that's a whole thing they talked about that was true that was that was a real case that was the thing so the premise of american horror story this season is five friends escape la the summer of 1984 in la because the olympics are coming and traffic is going to be horrible (laughs) to go work as counselors at camp redwood and the they quickly learned that something bad that had happened at this camp yeah yeah 14 years 14 before. years before. yeah how about when the one lady showed them her ear and but how did her glasses stay behind I, no, her I ear know. I don't know. with an ear yeah, chopped off the, the, the owner of the camp who anyway. survived well we don't i loved it yeah i did they what i was impressed was they the music the music was, was spot great. on 100 i haven't heard this song i since i can't remember Oh, yeah. And it fits in with the theme, Somebody's Watching. watching. Yeah, yeah, and it's a classic yeah. 80s song. That's, that's 84, they right there. started off with Banana and Marama. <laughs> Banana Marama, Summer. Girl Summer, yeah. The shorts, the, the shorts, the outfits, the aerobics, the, 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 aer- oh. the aerobics. The aerobics. But, <laughs> I mean, so even cheesy. to down where like Emma Roberts is like the girl running from the, you know, the, the, bad, the bad guy. through the woods. And she like falls like six times. Of I was like, get! Ah! And then the phone is ringing. She walks out of the cabin. Don't answer the, the phone. phone. I love eighties horror, though. I love. I'm screaming at the TV. Uh, I mean, honestly, really. I liked it. It's going to be so good. I, I know. cannot wait. And uh, Mr. Jingles, uh, who's the bad person in this. Who's that guy? It's the same actor, John Carroll Lynch, who was Twisty oh. the Clown. Oh. And uh, the in carnival the circus one. one. Circus one. Oof. And who was John Wayne Gacy in another one. In era. another one. They keep bringing this guy back. He's you know batty. who got a Ryan Murphy break <laughs> in this first episode and was quickly, you know, not long for this world? Oh. 
Patrick Swayze's brother, the mechanic. Oh, that's that Patrick right. Swayze's brother? That's Patrick that's Swayze's right. brother, oh, and he that. always ends up playing a hillbilly, yeah, a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. very <laughs> often gets killed off right, right away. away. Yeah. Oh, God, but, that's funny. You know, he's yeah. got that look. It's yeah. like that lady, uh, Dickie Dale, who's was in Unbelievable Sons of Anarchy, that yeah. lady who yeah. looks yeah. like yeah. she's been run yeah. over. Oh, God. Anyway, a, a great. I thought it was absolutely I, great. I'm in. I'm 100% in. Yes. Yeah, because I was kind of testing. And I was like, if it's going to be too cheesy or whatever, we'll see. But no, I'm in. Because I haven't loved everyone. No, I no, actually have neither. dicked out ever since Hotel. I couldn't finish watching Hotel. I didn't watch Finish. No, I hated no, Hotel. I hated the one, Hotel. The one with the election, not good. I hated and that I one, too. I wasn't yeah. ready to dip into that. I was scared yeah. enough by the actual, actual world. thing. I didn't so, need... Matthew Morrison is in okay, this. Almost a, right. unrecognized. Where is he? He is the... He's the activities guy with the mustache and the long and hair the, and the hamaconda. And the hamaconda and the velour shorts. Yeah. I just would like to say, rest in peace, may they come back in style yeah. so that the young women of today yes. and the young men of today can appreciate yes, a well-hung person <laughs> in a velour short with some piping. I That's saw right. that and went, oh my. My lord, oh, yeah. Donnie, the, I didn't know that was oh, him. God, yeah. Uh, yeah, Matthew Morrison from yeah. Glee. Has he from ever Glee. been in a? Oh, well, yeah, no, Glee no. was Ryan Murphy. I don't think yeah. he's been in a horror story. Uh, no, no he, he was new this year. That's what I read. It's just yeah. great. I love Billy Lord, Carrie yeah. Fisher's die. It just, it was everything. Yeah. It did not disappoint. No, it at really all. didn't. It really didn't. Okay, I'm very excited. Uh, did you love Dynasty back in the day? Yes, and Falcon Crest, the whole thing. I wasn't allowed to watch them, yeah. so I sneak watched Did them. Did you ever, have you watched the new Dynasty? I have not, because CW? I kind of feel like... Oh, it's so good. Is it? Oh, especially the okay, season with Nicolette it. Sheridan, the oh, second season. Right, right. She comes back as... Uh, as... Alexis. Alexis. Carrington. Get out. So, she was for great. probably a Keeping Up with the Kardashians episode, they're yep. letting us know, uh, Donnie posted this, Kris Jenner and yeah. Yolanda Hadid... Are channeling and posing and did this whole uh, photo shoot as uh, Alexis oh and Crystal Carrington. Wow. wow. And Hadid is wearing like a Gucci gown. Of course, the dynasty was all Nolan Miller, oh. Nolan Miller, Nolan Miller. And Jen, uh, Chris Jenner's wearing a Beaumont dress and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But they really look like a million bucks. They even staged the pool fight. Oh, God. So, so great. Maybe this is going to show up on an episode of the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I wonder. Yeah, it's got to. That's because a these great... two are like almost related. Yolanda yeah. Hadid and Kris Jenner. Yeah. Are they? Well, they're not, but they they could practically be related because Yolanda is divorced from David Foster, the composer who's now married to Catherine McPhee. Right, Catherine. Oh, my God. He, he right. used to be married to Linda Thompson, who used to date Elvis and then was married to Bruce Jenner. Oh See where I'm going with this? Yeah, this is a six degrees that. of separation. That's right? how I got back that's to the amazing. Jenners. So that's why so I So shocked I didn't put that together. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the gossip memory, uh-huh. if anything uh-huh. with Elvis right. related, is deep with me. <laughs> Got it. So, Bloodline. Anyway, and really, uh, David Foster left Linda Thompson because he'd been having an affair with Yolanda Hadid. Oh, okay. Who was sick of her husband, Mohammed Hadid, always having Bosses? side sauce. Oh, side oh, chicks. Oh. Yeah. 
Okay. So then she met, and David Foster is like a serial monogamous, but right. he cannot. He gets say, married. He yeah. gets his 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 attention span is. <laughs> I bet to it be lasts desired. longer yeah. with Catherine McPhee because she's thirty years younger. I was going to say she's so much younger. Yeah. So. Oh, interesting. Anyway, I hmm. kind of, I do, I do kind of, I like this. But you love the Dynasty remake. You're I in loved it, it on yeah. the CW. I mean. um What's his name from Malrose Place was on Grant Show. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. He plays uh, um, Blake Carrington. Yeah. The girl who plays Fallon. I mean, it's just, it's, she's fantastically wonderful. Did you, Soapy. I know you love the 90210 situation. That hasn't I, started, has it? Or is it? It started and ended, and I haven't watched the last, there's only six episodes oh, okay. of that. Okay. That, that was kind of just like a summer oh. dessert. Yeah, a little snack. It was a snack. It was a show within a show. It yeah. got great ratings, and everybody dropped off, and even I haven't watched the last two episodes. Oh, funny. <sighs> I know. You've got a lot on your plate. (laughs) Not even that, but like you get to be like, don't you get to be picky about your, what are you going to do with your TV time? Because I'm not, you're not watching it all the time. You're reading, you're going out, you're doing other things. So I'm just like, I I think I can. Like you got the good parts and you're. It didn't have any social buzz to it. So I didn't feel like I would. I had to worry about spoilers. Right, or, right, right. No, I think I, I can right. just watch that in my own time. Right. The next time I got a good ironing batch, yeah. you know, I can get in there and finish it. <laughs> By the way, David Foster and uh, his now wife, Catherine McPhee, next May, that's how far they plan. Those two will perform an, an intimate evening of song at Mystic Lake Casino. Oh, wow. Yes. David I, and Catherine. Because, wow. you know, he is... He's got to be one of the most f- famous composers in yes, the world. Yes. I mean, Burt Bacharach, yes. Carol Bayer, Sager. I mean, there's other Quincy Jones. No, he's a very accomplished uh, Very composer. successful. Yes. And yeah. I just feel like Catherine McPhee, she always, when she was on American Idol, she married her manager. And he was like 22 years. Yeah. Yeah. She, she digs yeah. older guys. She digs older guys. And then she would like to have, uh, you know... All the lovely perks, and she's fond of David Foster. You can see, yeah. I mean, all the pictures are it's very cuddly and cute, and very his sweet. daughters you can tell. like her, like her. So yeah. you know, they yeah. they might be like you know, and he's old enough that I don't think he's going to wander. <laughs> She'll maybe wander, or he'll die. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. That's how <laughs> she might be the last wife. She might yeah. be the last wife. Yeah, yeah. he lo- he looks tired. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he does have a younger wife to keep up with. Yeah. You know, right. she's yeah. in her thirties, like right. the, yep. you know, raring to go, horny, horny. Meow, meow. Yeah, really. You know? Well, right. if he dies, he does. Yeah, yeah. Donnie. <laughs> he's not that old. I know, I know. I think he's like sixty-eight. Anyway, all right. Listen, we come back. We are going to do some Hollywood speaking, including all this. What's this? I'm a sapiosexual talk. <laughs> Lord save me. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? All right. Actually, this story is kind of funny. So, this story involves Mark Ronson. You're like, who's that? Well, he's the uh, English-American musician, DJ, singer, songwriter who did... He's given us Uptown Funk with Bruno Mars. Yeah. He got an Academy Award, a Golden Globe, and Samantha uh, Ronson's any any remember? Yeah, her? it's his yeah, sister, sister, but he right? wrote Shallow for Stars oh, Born. Yes. 
He uh, also produced um, Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. Rehab, Back to Black album. Oh, God, right. He's worked with Miley Cyrus. Okay. You know, he's, yeah, he's he's quite... Oh. Quite good. He's 44 years old. He was engaged to Rashida Jones. Oh, I love her. Um, they got engaged this is a long time ago, 2003, proposed by creating a crossword puzzle that she had to do. And it said, will you marry me? Which, like, that is really good. That's amazing. I'm just giving all of this for You're, context. Okay, for context. Okay? And their relationship ended one year later. Neither one of them really have spoken about it. Then he married a French woman. In 2011, and they stayed married for six years, and then they are Dunsey. And now he goes out with the SNL crew member. Oh, who's okay. like 23? Okay, okay. So he was on a he was on a, a British talk show, and he's got his own album out right now. Oh, he's he's doing Mark his Bronson. own music. Yeah, okay. where okay. he's performing, and he's just really kind of an. He's just kind of an interesting guy. I mean, he grew yeah. up in Notting Hill. These Ronsons yes. have some kind of, they got some fancy background. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, he's one of, right. from one of Britain's he, wealthier families. He's, he's an upper crust. That's Johnny. right. He's yeah. an upper crust. Right. He was on the, he was, Not the hoi polloi. He was on, uh, oh, his album is called Late Night Feelings. And, um, Anyway, he was on this talk show and he, the Good Morning Britain, excuse me. And uh, he said, now we know you are single and Mark, you got very involved in our debate backstage. And Mark said, yes, I, I didn't know there was a word for it. We were all arguing backstage in the dressing room with a couple of your producers. And yes, I feel like I am identifying as a sapiosexual. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Um, sapio, sapio sexual, sapio sexual. Okay, what is uh, that? Uh, apparently, you're attracted to the mind above all else. Okay, I'm going to just tell everybody <sighs> there's no such thing as a sapiosexual no. No, because isn't. the first <laughs> attraction is sexual attraction. Sexual, okay, sexual, sexual in attraction. That, word. that is the deal. Nobody is at first attracted to the mind. Only a 44-year-old man dating a 23-year-old <laughs> yeah, yeah. would say, <laughs> so oh, yeah, that's me. I'm above all. Right. I'm interested in the mind. The mind yes. of that's someone what, who has no idea. That's what attracts idea. me first. Yes. Yes. No, Please. looks attract you first. Right, right. How come there are always beautiful minds that, Mind. minds that happen to be in these amazing, beautiful bodies? Right, that are younger. They're never in the beautiful no. mind of a 45-year-old no. woman. No, Mark or, or even like a 70-year-old woman. Yeah. Wouldn't you think that that mind or, would be much more right. like, you know, cultivated and Thank richer? You. But no, no, 23, that mind is... <laughs> Let's, it's everything. That it's mind brilliant. is like saying, like, <laughs> yeah. don't at me, okay? Oh, my God. But anyway, that is very funny. But there, yeah, come on, you guys. Uh, they're sapiosexual. We're going down. First, uh, <laughs> uh, there has to be attraction. And you can't even get to even peek into somebody's mind yeah. until yeah. you get a yep. peek in their drawers. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. well, they're, 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 okay. I mean, the no, dictionary I'm... is saying that you are actually aroused by their intelligence. Okay, I think that the only person who's married to somebody where they were truly is Ina Gartner's husband. Yeah. I feel like he is a sapiosexual uh-huh. and that they fell in love. And maybe Julia Childs and her husband fell in love that well, way. I think there's something anyway. to say about that. But the, I mean, like, then how does that different from just how is that different? I'm sorry. 
from love. It is. It isn't. Yeah. It's love. It's just yeah, it's, lust is like, just, why do you have to? I. You know. Well, this is what 40, you know, that's why I say yeah. that he's like, yeah, I'm yeah. coming out as a safety yeah. sex. I'm coming I guess out. I'm out. He's going to need some parking permits <laughs> yeah. and he's going to need a fundraiser or something. Okay. Spencer Pratt had oh. something to say about, uh, um, Pratt retweeted a Daily Mail headline about Silicon Valley star Thomas Middleditch's shock announcement that he and his wife were swingers, and the headline said, Swinging Saved My Marriage. And when he shared the story, Spencer said, Until Miley comes along and swoops your girl, hashtag the hills. So on the hills, the new beginning, we saw the, you know, we saw basically, you know, this, uh, Caitlin, who yeah. was supposedly married to Brody Jenner, admitting to every, yes, we yeah. have threesomes, but all the girls are approved by me. <laughs> and all the cast members, are, anyway, yeah. it all played out it on this reality out. show. Oh, God. I do love that Spencer added that. I really do. It's good and catty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she told everybody, it's none of your business, but yes, but anything Brody and I do with another woman, it's always at my consent. I get the girl. Yeah. I guess it's the aftermath of all that then to me. It's like, yeah, you may think it's great for the moment. And then afterwards, what happens? You don't know. Yeah. It you looks know? like she fell in love with the right. girl that she invited in for a one-nighter. <laughs> and then left her guy. I mean, my gosh, you don't know what. You think it's going to be great. Yeah. Like threesome, this, yeah. Mm-hmm. But who girl. knows where it's going to lead. <laughs> to sapio whatever. Sapio sexuality. <laughs> Right, you can only be attracted to the... Anyway, um, okay, so it's the 25th anniversary of Shawshank Redemption. Love that. Frank Darabont, who directed that, it was his first time making a movie. Of course, now he's Walking Dead. Oh, my God. That was his first movie? That was his very first movie, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, Stephen King. What say there, Fuzzy Bridges? Well, here's what he has to say about it turning 25. um, And I guess there's going to be, like, you know, they do the special movie nights Mm -hmm. uh, next weekend. Oh, they're going to show it in the big screen. Yeah. I will always stop and watch that movie. Yeah, no, guys? if it's on, you stop right at that stop. channel I and just you just watch. can go. Uh, but anyway, he just said, he said, um, Tom Cruise was gunning to play Andy, the part of Andy Tim. Dufresne. Yeah. No. Tim no. Robbins. I don't see it. He no wanted, chance. He wanted to work with a few good men director, Rob Reiner, on the Shawshank Redemption, because that's originally who was oh. attached to him. And he was so eager to reunite with him because he loved what they did together on A Few Good Men Mm -hmm. that when Castle Rock agreed to produce Darabont's screenplay of the Mm -hmm. Stephen King story, Darabont said he was offered cash to allow Rob Reiner to direct, but turned it down. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. And still, uh, Tom Cruise was close to playing Andy without Rob Reiner, even, even attending a table read. But... This is what Darabont said he thought. I think Tom was a bit nervous working for a first-time director. I don't blame him for that. Mm. He's got to be so relieved that Tom Cruise pulled himself out of it because who can imagine it without Tom Robbins? I just don't see him in that role. No. No, no, no. He's it would, there's too much. There's too much like Adventure Boy about well, him. No matter yes, what, like yeah, he'll always be Adventure Boy. Well, here's what Frank said. But he might have been a little 
too big for the movie I wanted to make. It wasn't yeah. a cool hand Luke role no. where you want Paul Newman. It was a little less bold, more subtle, subtle than that. So that was awful nice very of true. Frank to That's throw Tom nice. and mm-hmm. Paul yeah. Newman company. Yeah. yeah. That's, but you like know. Robbins is, I think what I like about him is like his stature. He's such a huge human. You know, he's a very tall person and he brings that, but it's a quiet tall. It's yes. a quiet size. And I think there's something about that specific character that really lent to that. Yeah. I think there was a physicality to it. Absolutely. Yep. You're right. And then in the same story, he says uh, he was supposed, uh, Brad Pitt was supposed to play uh, the prisoner Tommy, oh. the guy who kept jumping around. Oh. Right? You know, he wasn't in it no. very much, but he was the shuttled across all the prisons, yeah. 13 robberies. And, but the movie Thelma and Louise had come out <gasps> Brad Pitt all of a sudden became like just everyone. Yeah. Who the hell is that hot guy? Yeah. And as his fame exploded and he was supposed to take this take small this part in Shawshank, yeah. he pulled out to join Tom Cruise in an interview with a vampire. Oh. <laughs> it comes full circle, yeah, people. Wow. Full circle. Wow. All right. Ugh. Listen, we will be back. Oh, do we have some good theories today? And we've got a juicy dirt alert. And we got Tanya Tucker spilling the country tea Woo-hoo. next.